thought leaders, storytellers and griots sharing personal highlights on Stories of the Week. So obviously the big story this week, one of the big stories this week in South Africa was the vaccination of our frontline healthcare workers. Dr. Samantha Portgieter is an infectious disease expert and someone who has been working closely in the field in the Free State. And she was the first health worker on Wednesday the 17th in the Free State to receive the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Dr. Samantha Portgieter, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks very much for having me. So, Dr. Porchita, firstly, what is the work that you do with regards to COVID-19 and uh, your daily processes and journeys? So, Michelle, I'm an infectious disease specialist. So, since the beginning of the COVID pandemic, um, I've been heading up the clinical response to COVID at Universitas Academic Hospital in the Free State. So we've been surrounded by a a great team um, uh, of managers, doctors, nursing staff and support staff where we have created basically surge facility for our hospital at Universitas to cope with the overwhelming number of patients that um, that have been coming through our doors ill with COVID. So what was that experience? Did you feel a huge sense of relief? Did you feel a level of anxiety? How did it feel? Um, So Michelle, I must be honest that, that yes, the overwhelming feeling um, on Wednesday after I received the vaccine was just a sense of relief. And I think not so much on a personal level, but but really relief sort of in a wider sense. Um, I mean, firstly, that the dedicated team of, of healthcare personnel that I've worked alongside for the past year and whose lives I've actually felt responsible will be protected. Yeah. Um, and then secondly, as we roll this out, I think, to the community that our loved ones will be protected. I mean, my elderly parents. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, definitely our patients. I mean, we've seen so many people die in the last 10 months and I think the uptake and the, the sort of the, the wide-scale rollout of a COVID vaccine would really mean that we can close our COVID wards and our COVID ICUs, that we wouldn't need to phone um, any more family members to inform them that their loved ones didn't make it. So I think really um, it was a big moment. Um, uh, and, and a safe and effective vaccine really is a game changer for humanity. Yeah. Dr. Potkita, I listen to you and I feel slightly emotional when I listen to you. And I wonder if... You are also feeling emotional if that this because, as you say, the, the numbers of people that have come through your doors, the numbers of deaths where you've had to phone families and the yeah. like, this must have been profoundly difficult. It really has been. And I think it's, it's taken a huge emotional toll on the on, on the healthcare workers of this country. Um, I mean, I just think of our nursing staff that work these long shifts um, uh, you know, they, they're actually there holding patients' hands um, at the end. I, I really think that, you know, for all of us involved in, in the COVID wards and in managing COVID patients, this, this vaccine is seen, as, as, as you really aptly put it, just an absolute relief. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Potkita, what's the way forward now? I mean, essentially, the, the, the Wednesday uh, vaccinations were the start. Now you obviously have to roll out with large volumes as well. How does it work? That's, that's correct, Michelle, yes. So at the moment, we are accessing um, the Johnson & Johnson vaccine via um, a phase 3B clinical trial, which essentially, I think it helps to have a bit of background into how the, the, the drug research and development um, uh, you know, of drugs and vaccines actually work. So yeah. you know, initially, you've got the preclinical studies where they look at it in laboratories and, and animal studies, um, and then they take the phase 1 clinical trials, and they'll look at small numbers of 
of humans um, where they really look sort of for safety and if, and and then and then the, you know the large the phase two larger studies with you know volunteers again looking at safety and maybe early signs um, indicating efficacy and then you get the phase three trial so that looks on a large scale thousands of patients for efficacy um, and safety and South Africa took part in we were one of the sites um, uh, there were many across the world that took part in the the Johnson and Johnson trial um, and we've got that phase three data available we know that it's safe we know that it's effective so when the AstraZeneca vaccine was was uh, the, the rollout was sidelined um, Johnson and Johnson stepped up and it was negotiated that we could access these vaccines for the healthcare workers so this really was sort of an early um, access program that's enabled us to to distribute the J&J vaccine um, so so at the moment um, Universitas and Pilonomi are the only two sites in the, the Free State province um, that are able to um, uh, vaccinate people with the J&J vaccine and then there's a there's about 17 sites around the country um, and and that's because we're still accessing this, this um, vaccine via a clinical trial. But certainly as more vaccines become registered and available, the idea would very definitely be first all healthcare workers, then essential workers, then the vulnerable in our community. So those with comorbidities, the elderly, those that are at risk for severe disease. Um, uh, and then certainly, you know, with the idea of trying to vaccinate everybody. So at Universitas at the moment, our strategy has been that we really just want to vaccinate as many people as we can. Um, uh, so that includes, and I'd like to point out, that it certainly isn't only nurses and, and doctors. It's all of our support staff. So, you know, our cleaners, our porters, mortuary workers. Um, and of course, we're trying to service both the public and the private sector. So our yeah. strategy for the next two weeks with the available vaccines that we have really is just to try and get as many people through our doors as we can. So we really would encourage all healthcare workers to register on the, the National Department of Health uh, website. And then as soon as they receive their vouchers to, to come to one of our vaccine sites in the free state, that's either Universitas or Pelinomi hospitals. So Dr. Potheater, if we look at it like this, okay, the, the frontline workers, and as you say, frontline workers, it's an extensive circle. I mean, it is about making that circle bigger. When do you think um, our elderly people in this country are going to be receiving a vaccine? Because obviously anybody who is A, has a comorbidity, but B, maybe over the age of 70, uh, you know, certainly people's parents, grandparents, we need to take care of them. We must take care of them. Um, that is the sign of a society which understands its, its, its rights and its roles. How soon do you think that will take? So, Michelle, I think um, the, the plan for the moment is um, since we're accessing these Johnson & Johnson vaccines via the clinical trial sort of set up, uh, we've been promised uh, an initial 300,000 um, uh, vaccines and, and that should increase up to 500,000. So being a single-dose vaccine, that means that we could, you know, initially vaccinate at least 500,000 people. But the plan is then, obviously, after that to have, um, you know, to have at least 9 million doses, as far as, as I'm, I'm uh, aware, um, uh, available to us. And this would obviously um, uh, enable us to vaccinate, as you rightly point out, the, the, those in the community that are at risk for severe disease. And this was, you know, it's obviously very much dependent on the approval of these vaccines via the regulatory bodies. But this is supposed to happen um, uh, certainly within the second quarter of this year. So, you know, this went from being something that, that we sort of talked about and dreamed about, if I think about where we were last year, um, uh, you know, really not even sure, you know, it, it, you know even in, in the third quarter of last year, whether this was going to become a reality, to a situation now where, where this, 
you know, probably the, the wide-scale rollout is actually really quite imminent. So I think mm. most of us are, ho- are hopeful that, um, you know, that certainly we'd have a, a, a strong large-scale rollout by, you know, on the go to the to the, the wider population by the middle of the year. In closing, Dr. Potheta, um I did hear on the news, I think in the last 24 hours, that Donosa has been very uh, positive, actually, and confident about the process going forward, which does talk to a very different approach than what we've been hearing over the last couple of months. I'm sure that must bring relief to everyone as well. It absolutely does. As I say, it's been a it's been a long haul for our um, our healthcare workers, and 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 absolutely getting getting that vaccine available to you know it's been so frustrating watching it on the news. Other countries like Israel, where they you know reaching these amazing targets, and it, it just feels so fantastic to you know for South Africa to, to be there now to be mm. getting vaccines. And I think you know even though it was a small number of people that we vaccinated at our site this week, it really did feel like, as you say, a step in the right direction to getting our our entire community um, uh, uh, safe and protected. Dr. Potheta, we wish you all the best and we wish you and your entire team in the hospital, as you say, from the mortuary workers to the porters to the nurses to the doctors. So we wish you very, very good luck and may it go great. Thank, thank you so much, Michelle. Thanks for having me. Dr. Samantha portkeet infectious disease expert at the Universitas Academic Hospital. And certainly when you think about that moment of emotion, when you get the vaccine, it must be extremely, extremely, extremely powerful as well. Quarter to eight, you are with SAFM.